we know that if you, let's say, slaughter a cow under stress, those stress chemicals get into the bloodstream of the cow and actually change meat. It changes the taste of the meat. And so with these experiences that our ancestors have experienced and these events that have happened to them, it changed their DNA. It changed their emotional state. It changed their mood. It changed who they were as people. So I, that's where I kind of get on board with this generational trauma and this like energy, you know, that gets carried through generations that you may not even know where it comes from, but it goes beyond um, what you can see. And so that's when this ancestral healing work and this idea that you could kind of correct some of that is so important, uh, even just to look into because holy crap, you don't even know how much better you could be experiencing this life once all of that is kind of free from you. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to one of your favorite podcasts, High Vibe in It. We are very excited. It's just Lindsay and I today, your co-host, kicking it. And we really thought it'd be fun to dive into some ancestry talk and talk about our ancestors and things we can gain from connecting with them and learning about them. Um, Lindsay is super into genealogy, which we'll get into a little bit so she can speak on that. Uh, I have some pretty cool stories about my ancestors, my ancestry. So I think this is going to be a really fun episode where we just dive into the vibes of the past, but also like, is the past a thing or is it all happening simultaneously? Who knows? That's a debate for another show. But um, Lindsay, happy to yeah. chat with you. <laughs> yes, this is going to be fun. And and to be clear, I wasn't going to do this <laughs> yet because with a lot of things that I that I teach and that I do, I I know that I'm really good at it. I know that I can be seen as an expert in it because I've done so much work around it. With this, I'm I still feel like a newbie, like a baby a little bit, trying to learn as much as I can. But Kelsey has great ideas and I've been wanting to talk about this for a while and I would have just not done it. <laughs> you know that over preparation that people do? Yeah, that's what I'm doing with this because it is a huge passion of mine. And to be fair, there's so much, there's so much in here. You could go the spiritual route, which is kind of what we're going to do today and talk about ancestral healing. You could go strictly by documents and do your genealogy like trail back as far as you can go. There are so many different directions you can take this. And I think all of them are beautiful and, and valuable. So as Kelsey said, today we're going to scratch the surface of like what it is like, what is ancestral healing? Why should we care? You know, especially as people who are soul driven, um, what does it matter where we come from? Because our soul is, is bigger than that kind of thing. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Cause that was a big, um, you know, point of thought for me, <laughs> I guess I wanted to know how, how much of our DNA really affects us versus how much of our soul lineage uh, affects us. So like past lives and like our particular ingredients that make us who we are traveling through time and space. Uh, and then how much does that DNA kind of affect? So what I've come to realize 
for me, I guess, in my experience and what I really make peace with is the fact that it's got to be like 50-50, I think, um, at least for me. Maybe for other people, it's like 25-75, but I feel like it's 50-50. I feel like the things that have carried through the DNA must affect as much as your soul energy that you come in with. And I think that we as souls get to choose the perfect balance between this DNA, this body, and what the soul needs to learn. I think it just comes together perfectly. So uh, where should we start? I mean, well, I just want to add to what you just said, because it makes sense to me that it would be kind of like a 50-50 blend of who you are is made up of like who you have been and also like your ancestry because from a spiritual perspective if we are all one and you are everything then your ancestors aren't really separate from you like they are you but also so is everybody else but like if we're seeing more close to home like ancestors would be a little more close to home um and and you are physically that it would be a pretty even blend but who knows I like that. And you are physically made up of everybody that came before you. Like that is insane. When you think about, I tell my kids, <laughs> they must think I'm, they don't care. Hopefully someday they will. But I'm just like, do you know how many times you almost weren't born? <laughs> Not in those words, like but threat. like, but if I say, I know, right. Do you know how many times, but like, if I find something in my tree, the idea that like, if they were at this place, five minutes later, they wouldn't exist. Like so many stories like that. I have so many stories like that where this person was just out of town or he just wasn't there when this horrible thing happened and they almost didn't exist. And so then I wouldn't exist. It's just so many people had to do extraordinary things in order for you to be listening to this episode. Like it's just insane how cool it is. And I can tell I'm getting like super passionate. But it really is like so cool. Anyway, so one thing I want to get out of the way is people wonder like how DNA can affect you. Like how can this chemical, you know, or whatever, this this thing that makes me who I am, how how can I be affected by people that came before me? And the the way that I kind of think of it is we know that if you, let's say, slaughter a cow under stress, those stress chemicals get into the bloodstream of the cow and actually change meat. It changes the taste of the meat. And so with these experiences that our ancestors have experienced and these events that have happened to them, it changed their DNA. It changed their emotional state. It changed their mood. It changed who they were as people. How many experiences have changed who you were, Kels? <laughs> A lot. A lot. Of course it does. Good and and not so good. So so that is kind of how I come to terms with like, okay, well, if that does affect, if it can affect livestock in that way, it's got to affect humans in that way. And so I that's where I kind of get on board with this generational trauma and this like energy, you know, that gets carried through generations that you may not even know where it comes from, but it goes beyond um what you can see it's just it's just a feeling you know the same way that alcoholism can run in families and abuse can run in families i think the dna uh definitely has an effect and and that's maybe part of it you know is is the abuse that you experience or the trauma that you experience unconsciously gets passed down 
And so that's when this ancestral healing work and this idea that you could kind of correct some of that is so important, uh, even just to look into because holy crap, you don't even know how much better you could be experiencing this life once all of that is kind of free from you. And, and flip- oh, you go. <laughs> I have an and too. You have an and, I have an and, go. Okay, we'll go back and forth. So I was going to say, and on the flip side of that same coin, what doesn't get talked about a lot, because I think ancestral trauma is kind of like popular right now because people are discovering it, which is good. But like what doesn't get talked about enough is that it's not only trauma that you inherit from your ancestors. Like it's not only bad things that gets passed down. It's also right. skills, talents, interests, abilities, like yeah. everything good too. So you have all the strength of your ancestors with you and probably some of the faults of your ancestors with you too. And yeah. the beautiful thing about being someone who's into personal development and dedicated to their own healing and well-being is that when you heal your stuff, it trickles back down through time, through the lines to heal everyone and everything. So what I always tell people, because a lot of people come sometimes to me in session and they'll be like, well, what do you think about like if my ancestor had this, like am I going to have this? Or like, you know, if I'm struggling with this, like what do I do about it? And I'm like, well, listen, what you're struggling with now like it could have been passed down or it could be your own thing or it could be a combination of the both. But you doing your own healing work is fixing everything from the past in a way. Yeah, energetically. absolutely. So like you don't have to go necessarily searching through the past to find problems for you to heal. Like if it's something that you're meant to heal, it'll be your problem. Like it'll be your challenge. It'll be something that's coming up for you in your life. So don't feel like pressure, like, oh my gosh, I have to go back in my line and figure out everything that was wrong and fix it all. It's like, no, whatever is being a challenge for you, that's your opportunity to do some healing and just start with yourself and the rest, it like trickles through time and space in a good way. Yeah, we definitely can't forget that good things get passed down too. I think that the reason trauma is so popular is because that's the stuff that is kind of holding you back, but it is very important to recognize both. Um, I watch a ton of these like ancestry, genealogy, family tree shows. I can't get enough of them, to be honest with you. And there needs to be more. So if anybody's listening, Wait, that creates so share TV some shows. Of shows. Okay, so there's Who Do You Think You Are, which is actually an ancestry show. I think they, they both are that I watch. Um, there's Who Do You Think You Are. It actually just came back for a new season in 2022. So it Fun. was off the air for like eight years or something. And I've watched all of them like multiple, multiple, multiple times. But they take a celebrity um, because apparently nobody cares about it unless you're famous, but whatever. <laughs> They take a celebrity and they actually like study their family tree and take them to the places that their ancestors live. So it's kind of like a travel show too. It's so cool. It's like a whole genealogy like travel show. It's fantastic. Um, I always watch it because I've done so much work on my family tree. I always watch it to be like, do we have common ancestors? (laughs) And it's like most of the time I we don't, but sometimes sometimes we do, and that's pretty interesting. Um, but Uh, There's that one. And then there's Finding Your Roots. And that's a PBS show. You can also get it on Amazon with Henry Louis Gates Jr. And he, uh, he does pretty much the same thing, but they don't travel. So he'll actually like take them through their genealogy and tell them stories about their ancestors and stuff. Uh, and then there's the, the genealogy roadshow, which is kind of like antiques roadshow, but I can't get it because I haven't, I don't, I don't get that program through my subscriptions (laughs) and they don't have it. They don't have new episodes on PBS, but 
if you are inclined and you have those services, highly recommend those shows. But I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, I watch. <laughs> so I, I watch a lot of genealogy shows and so many times they'll find an ancestor who does something in the same vein of work that they do, or there's a passion that they had that they're like, oh my gosh, they played piano. I play piano. Like, what is that? And it's just so interesting. I think you're absolutely right. Like who you are is your soul. Yes. And also every single person that came before you that dreamt of a day when they would, when you would be doing what you're doing. So um, we all have examples like that. You know, I know the female ancestors that we had probably would never dream of us sitting on a podcast and talking to the world. Like, what does that even mean? Uh, it's just really cool. And, and also what I was going to say about what you said, it heals your lineage when you heal yourself. It also heals your future generations because guess who isn't going to have to deal with that now? Your kids, your descendants. And so when you, you heal it for yourself, you heal it for all, which is incredible. Yay. Yay for Yay healing. For healing. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a kombucha. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That was funny. Um, <laughs> I was too shocked to even jinx you. <laughs> jinx me back. I beat you to the punch. But yeah, right? so I think it'll be fun to dive into maybe like for illustration purposes, a little bit of our DNA and ancestral lines. And then from there, we can talk about some of the stuff that you wanted to talk about can we incorporate it into like our yeah stories? let's go wherever you that want sound like a good a good flow for the show totally so what's interesting for me is I was always told by my parents that we were like French and Spanish and Italian and like that and like Hispanic and that was like the majority which they weren't wrong but they weren't right <laughs> yeah when we actually went to do the DNA and I got my results back and they showed me like a breakdown of percentages from all the continents of DNA that I have, which is all of them. Um, it was interesting to see that the majority of my DNA was from Latin America. So I'm native Latin American, but only like a third. And that's my biggest portion. And then after that was Scandinavian. So I was like, how cool is that? Like, I'm literally descendant of Mayans and Vikings. Like, don't yeah. fuck with me, right? <laughs> so I was feeling like pretty powerful to know that. Um, and then it came like all the European stuff, like Italian and French and Spanish. And then I was like 14% North African, which is basically like Egyptian. And um, I even had 6% Asian, which I thought was a lot, <laughs> considering yeah. I don't know anyone in my family who is Asian. But thinking about my grandpa, my dad's side, he actually always looked very Asian to me, even though I mm -hmm. don't know if he knew if he was. Um, and then, you know, there was the 1% Jewish and the 1% this and the 1% that. But it was very interesting. And to learn that, it made me feel kind of connected to everyone because I was like I yeah. literally have DNA from every continent like I'm a rainbow child I'm of all the people <laughs> yeah we always joke that Kelsey has the same DNA as my husband because he has every single category at least one percent in every and category. we probably have relatives in Mexico because we learned that both of our families date back to like a specific area and a specific type of people which is the Zapoteca tribe 
So we both have like ties to the same tribe, which is pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to very, Abel. very cool. Does he ever listen? <laughs> I don't think so. But his best, our best friend Martin does. Hi, Martin. Mm-hmm. I almost said his best friend. You're my friend too, Martin. I promise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so tell us yours. So I'm just a white know. person. <laughs> um anticlimactic yeah. way to make yourself sound so much lamer than you are I'm just a <laughs> white person well it's it is interesting and I always laugh because it's hilarious when I see and I've also seen these studies of like you know very racist people who find out that they're actually got African blood and they don't know what to do with themselves I think it's so so funny um it's just so dumb right like you're gonna have who cares you're gonna have dna from everywhere unless you're me and you have dna from just white places so i have england scotland germany sweden and denmark norway russia ireland and the baltics which in case you don't know is very very white also (laughs) so i'm like the bulk of my dna is is from the uk so england um scotland and ireland but um I basically, I grew up thinking, well, I grew up being told that my dad was British, meaning Scottish um, and English, and my mom was German and Polish. So that's what I knew growing up, except my dad and mom both swore up and down that my dad, my dad's lineage has a, had like a Cherokee Indian. And just, I didn't know this, but apparently every single person, white, black, Asian, Indian, whatever, will oh like Indian not Native American will always hear that story of like there's Native American blood we have a Native American in our blood yeah it's almost never true based on every show I've ever watched everyone who's like yeah we have Indian blood or Native American but Native blood the the genealogist whoever it is just kind of chuckles and they're like yeah that was not real do you think (laughs) everyone just want to think that they have Native American ties so they don't feel so bad about what happened to Native people yeah, I think that's part of it. I also think that they want to know that they have deeper roots in this country and that we didn't just plop here on the soil and like, this is right. mine now, even though that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, I think that it has it has to do with just that desperate need to have roots in a place that you weren't meant to be, really. I mean, meant to be is relative, but that you were never, you know, never had a connection to previously. Too. Exactly. Um, yeah, so... I, uh, yeah, it's just really funny. Lo and behold, I have zero native blood. My dad has zero native blood. My mom has zero native blood and so on. But, but that's why you married a man with my husband is only native native blood. So (laughs) you could be complete. (laughs) Yeah. The funny story about, about that is I, I, when I started doing DNA, when my son was born, my first one, I was very into like, and that seems to be a theme. Whenever people become parents, they get even more into like, what am I leaving behind? And what am I leaving to my kids? I, they need to know their history. I need to know my history. Uh, some people do it before they have kids. But for me, it was my son was like, okay, I really need to, I'd love to get into this now. So I had my husband take one. And his mom, my mother in law was like, why? Like, you don't need to do he's Mexican. What do you mean? Like, of course, he's Mexican. You don't waste the money on a test. He's Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, just more just to that. <laughs> more to that. You remember Kelsey's what she just said? Yeah, his is pretty much, yeah. He is very, very native, which in the ancestry, as far as I know, in the ancestry tests, it uh, shows indigenous Americas as 
part of Mexico. So the the natives, they include Mexico in that in, right. in, in a category. So he's indigenous Mexican, indigenous Michoacan and Southern Jalisco. Kelsey, please save mm-hmm. me on mm-hmm. these. Yeah, Michoacan uh, Chihuahua, and Southern Jalisco and Chihuahua. Thank you. Uh-huh. Chihuahua, Durango and Zacatecas, which I think is you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that uh, those are all like pretty much like where my family is from too. Where so they're that's from. so cool. So that's 37%, but 45% of him is Spain, which I could see that, which still is colonization. So <laughs> I mean, like it's, it is what it is. Uh, Basque, Senegal, Cameroon. He's got a, he's got a, a little bit of African. So he's got Cameroon, Mali, Nigeria, Northern African, um, and then he's got Jewish in there, which is interesting. Sardinia, Same and then he's me. Weird, he's one percent right? English in Northwestern Europe, one percent. And I got like forty five percent. But anyway, easily one percent. Yeah, he uh, he's he's everything, everything. He's everything. And so she was a little bit surprised. So then I made her do one. I made his dad do one. I made <laughs> I made everyone in my circle do one. And I even you know I paid for my my aunt to do one on my dad's side because I wanted to see what she had that my dad didn't have. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm super into be it. Clones of everyone. <laughs> now they're going to just make. So what I want to say too, while we're on the topic of DNA, um, I know that people have different views on giving your DNA to, to a company and that's fine. You don't need to have your DNA in any database in order to do any of this work. So Mm, another thing that's interesting is if you go four generations back, so I think that's third great-grandparents or fourth, third great-grandparents, four generations back, Yeah, you have like a 0% chance of having any of their DNA specifically. So what it means is you'll have DNA from their kids. That's where it it starts and kind of cuts off. Because you know you have uh, 50% from your mom, 25% from your grandma, 13.5 from their parent and so on and so forth. So by the time you get like a few generations back, you have virtually zero of theirs, but the combination of theirs. Does that make sense? So how would people find out their DNA without going through one of these companies? Well, you can't. I mean, oh, I thought you just you said can't, that you could, that but you don't, I mean, there are different companies. There's a ton of different company companies that aren't Ancestry or 23andMe. There's Family Tree DNA, which I don't think that, I think they proudly don't share it. I, I don't want to be wrong about this. So do your own research, but there's Family Tree DNA, which I also love. You can, you can upload your current DNA to that site. You don't have to buy a test from there. There's myheritage.com. There's, I know I'm forgetting a lot of them, but there's so many and you can read the fine print to see where they, where they share it. If they do, um, you can, you can know all of that stuff beforehand. So yeah, because um, wasn't it like a conspiracy that they were using people's DNA, but then it like, wasn't because a lot of the big companies do use your DNA for different stuff. So do your own research, you know, don't eat your DNA at your own risk. But when people get so up in arms about it, I kind of laugh because I'm like, well, literally everywhere I go, I'm shedding my hair. So if somebody really (laughs) wanted my DNA, like all they have to do is like follow me around for five minutes and you're welcome. You have my DNA. Like, (laughs) yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they, what they're going to do with it. I just know that I don't really care. (laughs) I don't I want to like waste. If you're cloning me, like I'd love to meet you're welcome me. Welcome to the you? world. <laughs> That's a whole other episode because, like, if you do get cloned, yes, it's a genetic exact match to you, but is it the same soul? No. no. So technically, it is a different person, which weird. is weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Ever since the global pandemic, we've all experienced digital transitions. Working from home and keeping track of everyday life on our devices became the norm. Now, anyone with a tablet can journal and take notes conveniently. But what about finding the perfect digital calendars, planners, journals, and notepads that perfectly suit your needs? It's stressful going through so many conventional designs online. That's why WeBudding is here to fix it. WeBudding is an online marketplace where you can find both functional and aesthetic designs for your digital stationery. With more than 10,000 products coming from 1,000 talented artists, it is the largest digital stationery market in the world. Last year, WeBudding accomplished over 300,000 downloads and saved more than 3.7 tons of paper. Now it's your turn. Skip the stress, live organized, be professional, and save the planet with WeBudding. Just visit en.webudding.com slash bybin to get your exclusive 50% discount. That's en.webudding.com slash v-i-b-i-n to get a 50% discount. en.webudding.com slash bybin. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, you, you don't have to know your DNA in order to get, in order to do ancestral healing. And we can, we can definitely talk about the different ways to do that. But, um, yeah, I just think it's so interesting. And, and when you have the DNA, you can, it, it can, it can confirm family stories that you've heard. It can give you new stories and new, um, new tales to give to your kids and, and actually be accurate because well and I think DNA. it gives you like a good place to start doing research so you can learn more about what your ancestors were up to what yeah. types of foods they were eating are probably going to be really compatible for your system you know what types of witchery yeah. they were doing remember in that witch episode we did we were talking about how you should study like your own lineage yes. of witchery and not just like be a generic witch burning sage because sage is yeah. native not like yeah. white witches like Lindsay, right so it's white witches <laughs> why isn't that the name of our podcast white witches because you're a white witch and i'm like a brownish witch. you're like a you're you're a delightful havesy situation <laughs> a mocha witch as they say on Shit's creek i'm a delightful havesy situation because he's jewish and also celebrates christmas okay so so yeah and i mean the genealogy is different than genetics i think that m- uh, that might be a new, uh, some okay, people might know it, some people clear. won't. So explain. Yeah. So genetics is literally your DNA okay. going back to like the beginning of your DNA. And ge- genealogy is the study of your family tree. So just because they are in your genealogy tree doesn't mean that they're a genetic match because if they are a fourth cousin, they may or may not even share DNA with you, but they are a genealogical match because you share an ancestor. It's just by the time it got down to you, it was diluted enough and mixed enough with different people that you lost that that string of match with that person. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yes. Um, so genealogy tree is different than genetic DNA. Um, they don't necessarily, they're not, they're not the same and the same people probably won't be in both but if they are a genetic match to you that means they are a close enough cousin or relative that they still share dna with you um and they can be in your genealogy tree and not share dna and they will still be related to you because they're still genealogically connected to you Got via it. people from hundreds of years ago <laughs> in hundreds um how much research have you done on your family tree not any <laughs> really you just have your dna Really none. Yeah, I just know my DNA. Um, I don't know too much about my family tree, except I just have like, 
a very confusing one in my mind that's not anywhere on paper visually so well what I will say and and I want to kind of say this to people who will mirror what I'm about to say (laughs) so (laughs) with my husband I tried so hard and again he has very similar DNA to you I tried so hard to put his tree together it's just as important as my tree for the sake of our kids right it is virtually impossible. I mean, I'm not a professional genealogist. I've taken uh, a course in genealogy from Boston University, and I am a genealogist, but I guess you'd call me like an amateur genealogist. I know what I'm doing, but I don't have access to a lot of the same things that professional genealogists do. So I would still have to hire a genealogist to explore my husband's tree because there's nothing. Like, I have nothing. I know his family name I know dates I know places but no hints pop up I well, search it makes nothing sense, happens if you think of native people they're basically meant to be wiped out you know but girl I'm talking like like one generation back there's mm-hmm. no record once once you go from America like his grandparents lived here so there's records of the censuses and things like that and where they lived but their parents you go down to Mexico and it's just like nope nothing brick wall city interesting (laughs) and and I know and and I ask my husband I'm like I tell him stories about mine and he's just like oh that's really that's cool you know but I can tell he's just humoring me I'm like don't you like if I had these stories for you which I still promise him I am not gonna stop I'm gonna look he does not care he goes yeah I probably wouldn't care I don't care I don't care I don't understand that, first of he all. He doesn't like, have the spark yet. What kind of human it. doesn't care about their lineage? But I know that they're <laughs> out there. And I'm sorry, I don't want to be judgy. But like, like, well, I doubt they're listening to this episode. I don't care, so <laughs> I think it, you're good. Skip the episode. But it's just like, if you're somebody who doesn't want to know or doesn't care, you definitely should skip this. But if you don't care, you could still do ancestral healing. I just don't know that you would want to or think that it's even a real thing. Um, but there are people out there that just don't care. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. <laughs> especially as like Americans, especially as Americans, you, you probably, your country uh, of origin is probably not, I mean, if you're white, is probably, is probably not here. So the need and desire to feel as if you come from a community or come from a place of origin is strong within me. And I know it isn't within you as well, Kels. I just, uh, if, if I can give anybody that or offer that to anybody, I just think it's so priceless because we, we are orphans here on this, in this country. We don't have the gift of like, well, yeah, my 12th great grandfather grew up in this city. Like, yeah, it's, miles away across an ocean for us and so we feel like maybe connecting to our genealogy or our family tree in that way could be very powerful but maybe it's because he's from here that he's just like it's cool I know I belong here you know I think (laughs) maybe if if people take away anything from this episode it's maybe a newfound spark or interest in their genealogy and their DNA and their ancestry so they can learn more about the people who brought them into this world the people who came before them and the people who have passed lots of things down to them so speaking of the healing aspect tell us what you know about that well uh I know that um okay well I'm just I I want to there's a few things that I want to make sure that I touch on so the first thing is 
you will probably know if you have a need for healing on one or both sides of your family because you will feel it. I definitely feel it. Well, it, it helps that I can see my tree. Like if I'm on Ancestry or, you know, doing family search or wiki tree, wiki tree is great, by the way, because they have to have sources. So, you know, the stuff you're getting is probably accurate. Um, when I'm looking at my tree, I feel the energy of the people. And I know people don't normally do that, but because I've but been working on it. you have pictures of everyone, right? So you're like picking up psychically on I, stuff. Is that I what you're don't saying? have pictures of everyone, but I do kind of create mental pictures of people. Um based on what I know about them. But when I see the spread, right, the tree growing before my eyes, like I feel you, you get to know about them. What did they do for a living? You know, where did they live? What was, what could their life have been like in that time period? And, and I just get a really distinct feeling for the group of people that I'm working on. Now, that being said, (laughs) I get the same feeling from well from my dad's side they just seem like happy simple farmers at least the recent ancestors they're just like day to day working on the farm you know very simple and then you get to my mom's side and it's just a mess right like I I don't think it's a coincidence that I have a lot of I have the mother wound you know Mm -hmm. that when I when I say that do you know what I mean by that like it's a thing in the ether these days, the mother wound. And I think it's a very powerful one for me specifically. Um, And so I don't think it's a coincidence that when I go to my mom's side of the tree, A, I feel yucky. It just feels like sticky, heavy energy. And it is not a coincidence that I, let's see, I went back (laughs) two generations and found so much like domestic abuse and I found like tons of the s word Mm -hmm. you know you just checking out checking yourself out of the hotel Uh, and just just a ton of that and and I don't you know I I saw so much of it on my on my mom's side of the family that it kind of a answered a lot of okay well no wonder you feel like this when you're doing this side of the tree of course it feels repellent and like a magnet that's the op- like opposite magnets trying to attract, but also gave me a little bit of compassion. Not that I didn't have any before. I've worked a lot with my mom's stuff and I, I do feel for her and, and without kind of giving into her, I do feel for her situation, but it really gave me another level of compassion for, man, if you don't know that this stuff is, that you're carrying this stuff, how much can it really affect you? look at what it can do if you don't know about it and if you just kind of try to to to... carry like unconsciously and I think bringing it to the surface actually can bring some kind of relief yeah and so since then I mean I will get the courage to go back and dive my dive headfirst into this line of my tree but for now I'm very happy with the simple farmers of my dad's life (laughs) I'm so happy that you know they just they had pigs they moved I do have a lot of interesting stories from my dad's side, uh, but but not like that, not like horrible trauma that you, and, and you know, how much of that am I carrying? Maybe the reason I feel that way about it and I can't see it really objectively is because I, I am attached to it and because I am connected to it. So I think that is when it can become uh, necessary for your own spiritual growth to explore that healing aspect 
Um, I am definitely not an expert in it. I don't even want to do it, but most of our most profound healing, we don't want to do, right? We just want to put our blinders on and pretend like it's not there. Um, but I will get brave and do it uh, someday. But one thing that I do to connect with my, with my ancestors, can we talk about that? Yeah. Let's go back to happy, happy stuff for a second. I, uh, I've, I've started really just talking to them. I don't need to know what they look like. I don't need to know who they are. You don't need to know this stuff. You can just put the intention in your mind and say, what I say is universe, ancestors, angels, and guides. Sometimes I say just ancestors. When I come into my office and I'm ready to do my mindset work, I'll light my candle. Uh, I don't have an altar, but I can talk about what people put on their altars. I do want to make an altar, an ancestral altar. I just have to figure out where to put it where my kids won't paw at it, you know. But uh, I do light a candle. It's a pink Pink is, uh, you know, love, I guess. And uh, they say that the pink rose quartz is is also connected with ancestral work. So the color pink is usually connected to that. So I have a pink candle that, that I makes light. Sense because pink is like the heart chakra. Yeah. Green. Yeah. So I light that and I say, "Hey, ancestors, can't wait for you to surprise me today, and make sure you let me know that you're here, and I want to connect with you and." you know, my ancestors are lighthearted, so they don't care how I talk to them as long as it's nice. I don't have to do a deep prayer. You don't, I don't think you have to do that because they're always kind of around you anyway. Even if they're long gone, an essence of them will still be alerted when you're, when you're talking to them. So uh, same in the same way that guides will, gosh, guides never even incarnated and they're just around all the time. They're ancient, ancient upon ancient. So if they're around, I don't see any reason why your ancestors can't be around. So um, yeah, I, I, connect with them. I, before bed, I say a little prayer and I, I just say, good night. Thank you. Can't wait to see you tomorrow kind of thing. And if, some, if I'm having a really bad day, I'll just like, okay, guys, <laughs> I need help, you know, <laughs> like really silly stuff, but I talk to them all the time. And sometimes it's specific. Sometimes I'll talk to my grandma or my grandpa. Sometimes I'll talk to my third great grandfather. He's always kind of the avatar in my head because he's been a brick wall for me. Kelsey knows for a decade over a decade. He's been a brick wall in my family tree. I didn't know anything about him. Still don't really. I don't know a lot about him. I don't have a picture. I just know basic things. Um, but I kind of created a persona for him. And I think it's probably pretty accurate. I think he kind of helped me with it. Um, and so I talk to him sometimes. And I think the reason he's been such a profound sticky spot in my genealogy is because he's supposed to be important, right? And he's supposed to be a focus of mine so that I can connect with him in that way. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, just little things like that. There's really no wrong way to do it. If you want to do an altar, you can put the pictures that you do have, um, totems. I have a pendant. I don't have anything from my grandparents, nothing. They, I just didn't, I was already in California by the time they died. And so I didn't really get a chance to get anything, but I do have a picture of me and my grandma and my grandpa together with my son and I'm wearing a necklace, a certain necklace. And I still have the pendant from that necklace. So I just use that because <laughs> that was the last picture I ever took with them. And I'm pretty sure she complimented me on my necklace. Maybe she would have. <laughs> and so I just kept the pendant and I, I hang it on my, on the candle holder. So it's like, that's like my mini to my mini uh, altar for them. But if you have any pictures, if you have any flowers that, you know, they liked or just really any flowers would be good. Um, 
crystals, anything that you feel like will help you connect with them. There's no wrong way. And then you can just kind of use that. But it That's really so is just so fun. Yeah, I it's so fun. warm and fuzzy listening to you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> that just means your ancestors are wanting you to do it. I'm going to take away from this retreat pure happiness, new friends, new amazing friends, and the confidence to live my life again. My favorite part, because it's the most important part, is the healing. I don't remember a time when I was more embraced and cradled, and there was an angel in every single woman in this group for me. Every person deserves to have this experience, to have this awakening, and to feel fulfilled in their life. I could not have asked for a better six days of my life. You become a better person, you meet awesome people, you go home with a whole new tribe of soul sisters. If you're thinking about doing this, do it. There's no reason not to. This October, I'm taking a select group of women to Mexico to experience themselves in a whole new light. Not only will we be doing the healing work, creating mindset shifts, and learning self-love tools, we will also be playing on the beach, resting by the pool, and bonding together in sisterhood. If you're feeling ready for the girl's trip of a lifetime, join us. You can apply today at kelseyaida.com retreat space is limited so take inspired action now and a pro tip you can invite a friend to save $500 each on enrollment I'll see you in paradise hey Lindsay here what if I told you you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy mindset hacks and courses right at your fingertips anytime you want it it's all inside my align your mind membership Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. Well, I guess I can share some of the ways that I connect with my ancestors and like heal through them and like call on their support. So when my grandma passed recently, I was able to inherit some stuff from her house and I was able to take like some fashion items, like little purses and scarves. So I like to like wear them. And then I feel like I just have her with me. And I yeah. also kind of like channel her energy. Like she was very happy. She never raised her voice. She never had a bad day. And so like when I wear her scarf, I just like think of that. And I just mm-hmm. act more like her, you know, I just embody that energy of like having a great time and being that woman who's just like really strong and easygoing and happy. Um, so that's like one cool way if you have like items from your ancestors yeah. you can definitely have a lot of fun with that items are definitely the most I'd say the most powerful and because pictures. their energy is already in there but yeah pictures are definitely good and if you don't have pictures just dedicate something to them I think like I don't have a picture of my third great-grandfather who is very important to me but 
I have a picture of his wife, you know, I could put her there. I could put his kids there. I could just have something to represent him, which since he was a farmer, probably like wheat or something. <laughs> I don't know. Land, the sky. some kind of grass. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but speaking we, of pictures, I want to put a huge one of my grandpa who was the bullfighter. So I yeah. have my mom's dad would bullfight in his spare time, like for fun. Like how badass, like, oh, just on the side, I'm like a bullfighter. But he was actually in the Mexican Navy, a really high ranking admiral. I think that was his title. He was an admiral. And um, so he was like very smart, um, very strong, very like high achieving individual. And he loved horses. He actually died at a young age from a horse accident. He got, like, bucked off a horse and broke his, like, clavicle. And then it led to, like, some internal stuff. But um, he – we have this picture of him, like, in the ring fighting a bull. Like, a small black and white one. But I'm like, how cool to, like, blow this up huge and put it in my house. And people would be like, whoa, that's so cool. And I'll be like, that's my grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of our plan. And Jeff is, like, all about it. He's like, yes, that's so cool. Get the bullfighting energy in here. Like, what a badass. Yeah, you should. You definitely Mm -hmm. should. I actually – it is interesting. Once I started getting really serious, like, serious, serious, when I started dedicating and telling my whole family that I was doing this, I got – in touch with my great aunt. So my grandfather's sister who I'd never spoken with before. And she was, she's just delightful. Um, but she was like, yeah, I need someone to pass all my pictures onto. And I was like, I promise I will take (laughs) such good care of them. Oh my gosh. She mailed me so many photos and the same month within days of each other, my uncle, my mom's brother, gave me all of his photo albums, literally saying the same thing. I need someone to pass this stuff on to because nobody cares. And I'm like, I care. I care the most. <laughs> <laughs> I care so much. And so within days, I know it was my ancestors um, being like, we will we will get, make sure you get this stuff because we know that it's important to you. And, and it's just two different sides of my family, two different generations, two days apart, giving me all their stuff. Like, come on. That is what so a dink. Cool. It is I so, know. so cool. And so I, I framed, I have so many photos of people that I never, like original photos of people that are in my tree that other people have in their tree without photos. Like I have the photos. It's just so, so cool. So I want to frame as many of them as I can and uh, just display them because I think that, you know, don't, don't let their memories die, especially if they, if you hold them close and dear. So, uh, Listen, there's a lot you can do as far as ancestral healing. Um, I'm not an expert in ancestral healing, but I do know that intention is everything. You don't really have to know what you're healing necessarily. I think it helps, but I don't think it's necessary. I just think that even if you work with your ancestors, your guides, the universe, angels, and just say like in a meditation or something, my intention is to heal any unconscious trauma or limiting beliefs or whatever that is keeping me from living my most authentic self. And so it is, it's like manifesting anything really, but with this, it's more of a, a release than a manifestation. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm getting rid of it. It was just a full moon, not when this airs, but it's going to be a full moon probably in another month. So you can write down any unconscious ancestral trauma on the full moon, burn that bitch and just be free from it. And every time you feel like it's coming up or you feel something that maybe doesn't feel like yours or that could be, just do it again. There's tons of meditations and like 
I should do oh my gosh I'm gonna do a hypnosis yes make us a hypnosis please <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna do you. it I'm oh gonna also do it. I wanted to share another cool way to connect so for any of you journalers out there for people who like writing scripting stream of consciousness you can have conversations with your ancestors in your journal yeah I've <laughs> done that actually yeah it's just a channeling exercise I mean call it mediumship call it channeling call it whatever but you can literally just here's what I do keep it simple meditate for a few minutes get into the vibe call in the consciousness of whoever you want to talk to and so, if you don't know just say whoever wants to be here with me as yeah, my ancestor. one of my most loving compassionate ancestors <laughs> you know you want to specify um and then yeah you can just Go into your journal like, hey, how's it going? Just write the question. And then once you feel their presence, you can kind of write as them and speak through them and just see what comes up on your sheet mm -hmm. of paper and just keep going. Keep asking questions, keep writing the answers um, and just let it flow and see like what information you can extract that way. We should that do that. Was, like that was one of the first ways I learned channeling and mediumship and I connected with one of my grandpas who had passed and it was like the coolest experience ever and I got so much information from him and then I relate it to some of my family who's still alive and they were crying mm -hmm. and that was like you know I you can also it was really real it was sweet yeah and you can also ask for a dream yes I want to dream, dream about you to come to you in your dreams good I one I want to dream about you yeah I want to see you you know I want to see you I want to talk to you or just like know that you're there. I say that a lot. I just say, just let me know that you're here. I don't care how. Just let me know that you're here. It's fine. Um, we should in the Patreon. I was, uh, I I think I mentioned it on the episode today, right? I don't know what I did, but I want to do a, a tarot spread for ancestors. And I also am in, am inspired to do on the Patreon a quick visualization exercise to connect with an ancestor, like today, like now. Oh yeah. Okay, let's go over there and do that. That sounds fun. How long have we been on this? Has it been a long enough time? time? It's been, been like an hour. It flew by, didn't it? Yeah. And you were like, I don't have enough to say. I was like, Girl. what a fun topic though. <laughs> um, and again, for everything we've said today, there is so much more to talk about. I would love to hear from you guys. Um, we always say this, but really reach out to us on Instagram, reach out to us on the Patreon, reach out to us in email. And I want to hear who about any stories you have about your ancestors. And real quick before we go, I have just a few examples of what I've been able to uncover in my family tree. Of course, not going that far back, because if we all go back far enough, we are all related to Charlemagne probably, or some famous person <laughs> in history, because there weren't Genghis that many Khan. people, there weren't that many people back in the day. And so someone is a descendant of someone. And it just so happens that one of your lines, which to be clear is like hundreds or thousands of lines of DNA going back through the beginning of time, probably millions is going to lead back to somebody of importance. Um, definitely. So anyway, so yeah, uh, a couple, I have my one uncle and this is all on my dad's side. Of course, my one great, great uncle, whatever was struck by lightning Whoa. and immediately shot off his horse and both the horse and the man died. They were coming Whoa. in from a, from a, from like, they were, what did I say? They were cutting, cutting barley or something in the field. And there was a storm coming and it was like in Iowa and it came so fast that the kid he was working with, the teenager looked back to tell him to hurry up. And he saw him get like shot off his horse and they both died instantly. 
Oh my gosh. I also had another uncle in the same line was traveling. This is all farm related, which is so funny. I tell you, they are farmers completely. And this is why I love gardening so much, I think. But they, he was traveling from Iowa to Mason, which is where I grew up in Michigan, because they had bought a farm and his dad and mom had also bought a farm. So they were going to have like two farms next to each other. And he had to ride in the caboose because he was riding with the livestock. And probably they didn't have a lot of money to be traveling like anywhere up the train. So he's traveling and it was uh, 1919 or 1918 when the Spanish flu was going around. I don't know if that's what he died of. All I know is he caught pneumonia because there was no heat in the caboose. And by the time he got to Mason, he lived like hours (laughs) and died. And his wife had like three kids and was pregnant. And now they have this farm that she doesn't know how to run. She probably had to learn really fast how to do it. Um, Yeah. That's so crazy. You want to hear a wild story that I've heard? There's all kinds of stories like that. Every single one of us has story. And that's not even like the tip of the iceberg. That's two stories of hundreds that I found that I have a tag in Ancestry that I tag it significant or share worthy. Um, And I have so many stories like that. Um, And we all do. It's just a matter of diving in, really get to know these people because you are connected to them. You are them. (laughs) You know, Wait, I have a crazy one. Let's listen. Let's listen. You guys, I have an ancestor, I believe, whose story is correct, that died from going into an elevator shaft when the elevator was supposed to be there and it wasn't there. Like you click the button and the door opens for you to and go you in the just elevator and there in? was no elevator. And she just stepped in and like fell to her death. Can you imagine? For all of our it's listeners terrible. that are terrified of elevators, so now they're going to be, gonna be scared of elevators. They're going to look twice ever. now. Look, I'm sure elevators are more safe now than they were back in the day. I've never heard of any actual elevator like happenings anytime recently. But, you know, it would have hurt to double check that the elevator is actually there. Here's what I haven't found in my tree that I really want to find. I want to find a witch. I want to find somebody in Salem that's accused of witchcraft. But I don't really have any Massachusetts people um, yet. I want to find – I've already found two or three Mayflower passengers. But I want to find somebody who – I know. I know, right? (laughs) But I want to find somebody who came to – Jamestown which was 20 10 years before the Mayflower and was like horrible they ate each other and was like terrible apparently and I really want to be descended from cannibal a little bit um (laughs) no that's not real I I mean they did actually they had to eat at least three three people were consumed in Jamestown because there was literally no food um so I think it'd be so interesting to have some DNA from there I uh there was another one too I also would really love well first of all when I talk about the Mayflower people yes of course that's my English side I also on my on my Dutch side have people that came from the Netherlands did you know I didn't know this but I learned this through genealogy that New York before it was New York was New Netherland because the Dutch owned it until the British took it or bought it or whatever sounds like yeah that New York, New York, the city of New York used to be called New Amsterdam and the state of New York used to be called New Netherland. I freaked out when I found that out. And a, and a lot of my ancestors were from the Netherlands that came in like the early 1600s because that's who owned it. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. And then the <laughs> French and the Indians fought over Canada and then the French won a little bit because... Well, I say Indians, but I guess native Canadians um, 
that's why Quebec is French and like all these things because France like took it. <laughs> France mm-hmm. took it. They anyway, just done took it. <laughs> they done took it. Uh, so yeah, it's very, very, very interesting. But I do want to find. I do want to find a witch. I haven't found one yet. Oh, but sure to be there. to be, I could see like in your lineage. You said you're Sweden, right? Yeah, I have I have Norway, Swedish. Um, I have a lot of Slavic. Baltics. Yeah, there's a lot of witchery there. Mm-hmm. For and sure. and I also thank goodness I've gone back a lot on my dad's side, but because we were all poor farmers, not one slave owner in my tree so far. Wow, <sighs> impressive. Girl. And they're Clean line. all and they all fought on the right side of the um, which one is it? The Civil War that was for slavery. Is that what the Civil War was? confederates and hi chihuahua this is what the problem is in learning your history in america is that they don't really teach it very well and they don't teach it about anyone else but them but yeah they all i don't have any confederates at all because i really don't have anybody from the south in my tree and i think that that has a lot to do with it if you were in the south then you were yeah usually i still see confederate flags here in the south like just driving around certain parts of town and i bet they I bet they try to be like, it doesn't mean that. It just means whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have to ask. My <laughs> I don't <questions>. ask. <laughs> I just see and I run. <laughs> I see and I run. run. <laughs> yeah. So everybody just hope that I find a witch pretty soon. And hopefully, like, look, I've seen I've seen people find witches before in their tree, and either they do actually die a horrible death or they get exonerated and you know. Death. I just think it's so, I know I was, I see, this is the soul side of me. Cause I know I was probably, I died a horrible death as a witch. And so oh, I'm yeah. confusing my genealogy with my soulology. Yeah. Soulology. You heard it here first kids. Can we copyright soulology, that? The study of your own soul lifetimes. We should, we should come up with a word like that. I mean, Spectro- if we do another spectrology. past life episode, we'll call it soulology soulology i love it okay let's go to the patreon i hope we've given you stuff to think about and i hope that you at least look into your family tree listen if you're alive you have a family tree and you have amazing incredible magnificent people in your tree they don't all have to be boring farmers like mine <laughs> but you know not they're not like even my answer they're farmers not all boring are not farmers. boring just they what feed I, everybody that's farmers just what i'm talking important. about today but trust that I have amazing heroes and villains. You know, we all do. Just interesting people in general in your tree. And I hope that this sparks your, as Kelsey said, sparks your interest in even looking into it. And I am happy, so happy to hear all of your stories and maybe even help you point you in the right direction. Please give me all your questions. You don't understand how passionate I am about this. I would love to talk to you about it. Anyway. Uh, We're going to go to the Patreon because I'm going to do an ancestral tarot spread from my book, Ancestral Tarot. It's not my book, but I own it. It is by Nancy Hendrickson, and I highly recommend it. Um, And then we're going to do a visualization to connect with your own ancestors. Yay. And tell everyone the changes that we're thinking of making to the Patreon. Okay. So if you're not on the Patreon yet, you'll want to join soon, like now, like today, because me and Kelsey – had a spark of inspiration and we're going to add so many more perks to it. I think uh, we want to make it an offer you can't refuse. So we're going to do monthly bonuses, right? Kels, monthly bonuses inside. We're going to have double bonus months. So we're going to be like doubling up on the prizes. 
we also want to do more like contests and raffles and put really juicy stuff in there for you guys besides just the amazing extended content episodes and the bonus content that you get already we want to just like beef it up and make it impossible to say no <laughs> yeah you we want to make the patreon even more fun right now it's all the extended episodes every week which obviously is super awesome and we do have some goodies depending on the tier that you join but we're going to just be dropping in new goodies little surprises here and there downloadable things for you guys to have that you don't necessarily downloadables get discounts places. yeah we could do freebies we could, we're we're, cool we're kind stuff. of floating some ideas but i think we we're, we could put in like oracle readings in there for you guys more like besides just in the episodes like put more of them in there cuz i know that people love those um yeah there's tons of stuff we could do yeah, so patreon.com slash high vibe. I always link to it in the show notes. So whenever you're ready, we're ready. It's a great way to support the show financially and give love and energy that way. And, you know, get all the good goodies and bonuses and have a fun time with us over there. So we will see you on the Patreon. We love you so much and we hope you have a great, great week. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our high vibe in it community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe every week, we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes. If you want to be also in the loop that way and be sure to connect with us on social at Lindsay Robinson and at Kelsey Aida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also, leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.